Hello everyone, welcome back. Today's episode, I sit down with Samantha Sorelli. She is Miss Connecticut Teen USA 2020. Um, it was such a pleasure to talk to her about her journey becoming Miss Teen and the steps that she took to really make it to the top. This was her final chance to really show everyone what she's made of. And she was able to get to the stage of Miss Teen USA. This recording was done prior to her going on stage, just like a couple of days before. And so she just kind of talks about that. She placed in the top 16 finalists in the Miss Teen USA, which is so exciting. She's making us so proud in the community and such a positive and great role model for young women in the world. She stands up against bullies um, and tries to spread kindness. Also is an advocate for fighting against human trafficking, which is such a big thing. Um, and she kind of goes into detail about that as well. And then just some of her journeys, things that she's done, inspirations, and advice that she has. So it was such a pleasure to talk with her and I hope you guys enjoy. Hello everybody, this is Leonita, your host of Bota Podcast, World Views and Culture from an Albanian-American perspective. Today I have a very special guest. She is Miss Teen Connecticut 2020, and she's on her way to go to the Miss Teen USA competition. So I'm very excited to have gotten the chance to sit here with Sam Sorelli. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here speaking with you about my journey. Yes, yes. Um, so kind of tell me a little bit about yourself. Were you born here or were you born, like, did you immigrate here? Kind of tell me about your background. My name is Sam. I'm 18 years old and I'm the daughter of Albanian immigrants. I was actually born here in the United States in New York, but my mom is from Shkoder, Albania, and my dad is from Ulcin. They had an arranged marriage. My dad came to the U.S. before my mom did, but they got married and had me as well as my three younger siblings. And that's just a little bit about where we come from. Have you ever been to Albania? Yes, I have. I've been to Albania many summers. I was hoping to go this summer, you know, with my crown and sash, but unfortunately COVID did not allow that to happen. But I have been there because I still have family over there and it's absolutely beautiful just being around the people that I love, being immersed in the culture, being able to just be speaking Albanian nonstop, <laughs> just everything about it. It's, it's so beautiful over there. And yes. I've loved every moment when I go over there. Yeah, same. My husband is from Albania, um, from Progradetsi, and was never there before I met him. So like once we got married, he's like, yep, I go there every year. So like we're definitely going there a lot. And definitely I got immersed into it because I'm from Kosovo. So I've like never, you know, been to Albania. It was so nice to just see that part of the world and kind of experience that. And now it's like, I feel like it's my second home <laughs> in a way. Yes. Oh, it's so nice. And I was also hoping to go to Kosovo for the first time this past summer too, because as you can tell based off of social media and everything, Albanian designers are literally booming all over the internet and I was hoping to go to some of the dress stores and see some of the dresses but 
sadly that'll happen next summer hopefully um, yes. when all of this is all over <laughs> right they have a lot of talent down there it's so crazy I love it I love it what made you get into pageantry and to kind of compete so my story is a little bit funnier than what most stories I feel like are I actually started my pageant journey my junior year of high school I was scrolling through Instagram one day and I see an ad and it said apply to be Miss New York Teen USA. And it was basically saying that it would change my life. And I didn't think much of it. You know, I didn't live in New York. I was like, oh, this is just a pageant. And my idea of pageants was that you had, they were only about beauty and that it was like toddlers and tiaras. That's all that they focused on. So I kind of just ignored it and kept on going. But day after day that same ad just popped up and kept on popping up and I was like hmm like is this I wonder if they have something like this in Connecticut so I searched it up online and I saw that there was and I went up to my mom and I was like mom like what do you think of me doing this pageant and she was like you know Sam you never know unless you try and I applied but I never thought like my application would be accepted I was I had very low self-esteem because I was bullied when I was younger, so I didn't think much of it, and I didn't think I was going to be good enough or pretty enough to do it, so I just sent the application in and went on with my day, and a few days later, I checked my email, and I had a congratulations email, and it said that I was accepted to compete for the 2018 Miss Connecticut Teen USA pageant. I worked with one of my best friends, stepmom, who was a former Miss New York USA years ago, And for those next few months, we trained and trained and trained. I met so many amazing people. I met so many awesome designers. And I really started to realize that the pageant world was not as much about beauty as I had thought it was. It was more about finding a well-rounded woman who was well-spoken, smart, someone who has achieved a lot, but was also very kind, very humble, someone who's very relatable and is willing to do the hard work and help others. I fell in love with it. So I competed that year and unfortunately I didn't win, nor did I place. And that was really hard for me. I remember crying after the pageant. I told my mom and dad, I'm never doing another pageant again. I was just so sad about it. You know, when you work so hard for something and you don't get it, it, it hurts. But a week later, I changed my mind. Oh my God. A week later. <laughs> a week later, I changed my mind and I started prepping again that, that next year and kept on going. I prepped the whole year. I had new coaches. I really prepared myself and made sure I was dedicated. And I placed second runner up to the girl that ended up actually winning Miss Teen USA. She's the current Miss Teen USA. Oh my God, really? From Connecticut, she's the second girl from Connecticut to win. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to try one more time. We're going to see it. And so on my last year of eligibility, one year later, November 30th, 2019, I won Miss Connecticut Teen USA 2020. Woohoo! You didn't give up. You wanted it and you just kept learning and growing and you persevered through it. That's so great to see because not a lot of people do that. You know, they just kind of give up but you were like nope (laughs) it was not an easy journey let me just tell you that it was it was very very hard and there are many times that I thought you know this is probably all just a waste of time like I'm never gonna win um there are times I thought like maybe I should just give up and and just stop this but looking back and seeing how far I've come 
I'm so thankful that I never gave up because it's taught me so much. And all those times that I lost, I feel like I didn't truly lose, you know, I feel like I learned so much from all of that. And it's made me into the person that I am today. Yeah, definitely. And I could see that, you know, you're so poised, you're so well-spoken and talented, being so young, being 18, and being able to be on stage and kind of express yourself in a way that is poised and smart. That's very impressive. I remember when when I was 18, I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on with the world. (laughs) So it takes a lot of dedication and yeah um to do that it's it's so great to see someone like you to represent your state and hopefully you know the country soon enough um hopefully and even just like our albanian culture i think albanians are so into whenever we see an albanian somewhere like on tv or out there we're like yeah like go like do it being awesome and and positive influence, especially for like the younger girls and younger generation. I always think of like my daughter, you know, she's five right now. And I want her to have positive influences that are out there, like somebody like you, that they could look up to and be like, wow, like, she's so great. Look what she's done. And the things that, yes, you're beautiful, but there's like more to it. Like you said, the pageantry is, it's not just about the beauty anymore. It's about who you are what you're going to do for people in the community. And and that's what I really love about it. Yeah, exactly. And it truly is such an honor to not only be representing my state, but also the Albanian community, like you said. I've received so much love and support from Albanians all across the country and even across Europe. They've been so kind, sending me the sweetest messages. And I'm extremely thankful and hopefully, you know, to represent not only Miss as Miss Teen USA, but also to represent, you know, all of us Albanians. And it's true what you were saying about being a role model. I think that's so important. And that's my favorite part about being Miss Connecticut Teen USA is I want to be the role model that my younger self always needed. I just want to show young girls out there that you're going to go through some obstacles in life, but that doesn't define you. You can still overcome anything that comes your way as long as you persevere and you never give up and you believe in yourself. I'm incredibly blessed that my family has supported me. You know, my parents have been so supportive. So it's also so important that parents support their kids' dreams as well. Mm, That's a big one, yes. Sometimes me as a parent, I'm like, well, but sometimes when you have that passion, it's hard, but it's definitely important to help your children like to their passions and what they do. Exactly. Exactly. My parents always said, we'll support your dreams no matter what, but you do have to get a college education. So I was like, I agreed. I'll definitely do that. But they've been so supportive. And, you know, I've heard stories of parents that aren't as supportive of their kids' dreams. And the one thing that makes me so sad is that if you live your life like that, you're always going to be wondering, what if, you know, what if I had tried? What if I had done this? How different would my life would have been? You know, since I am the daughter of immigrants, you know, my parents sacrificed so much to give me opportunities that I have because I was born here. I have so many opportunities that, you know, my mom didn't have growing up in Albania. And that's why it's so important to take advantage of all of that. And it's important parents don't get in the way of that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I agree with that for sure. It's hard, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What was your most memorable experience of being Miss Teen Connecticut? 
I was crowned almost a year ago, which is absolutely insane because this year has gone by so quickly. It has been a much different year than I imagined. Obviously with the pandemic, I never would have imagined something like this happening, but I feel like despite that, I've been able to accomplish so much when it comes to the fight against human trafficking and bullying. But one really memorable moment, I feel like there's so many memorable moments, so it's hard to choose only one. But back in July, I had on World Day Against Trafficking in Persons, I had a virtual event and I had three amazing guest speakers from across the country and even an international guest speaker from Mexico come speak um, about what we can do to help stop human trafficking. And it just showed me that I have such a voice, you know, even though I'm 18 years old and I come from a small little state in Connecticut, I can still have a voice to create change and make a difference. And I remember getting choked up at the end of the event because this is something that I'm so passionate about. When I first started my pageant journey, I always said I wanted to be a voice for the voiceless, to always fight for others. And so in that moment, I realized I was doing just that. So it was very, very special for me. That is such a big deal. I, like this year, I feel like I opened my eyes a little bit more to the whole human trafficking thing as well. And I just was like, oh my gosh, like, why is this happening? Like, this is the worst thing. Like, to me, I think it's like modern day slavery, you know? Yeah, it it's, is. It's just so crazy that people, like, no matter what age they are, no matter what, you know, race they are, no matter what, where they're from, like, it's happening everywhere. And fight, yeah. we need to really fight against that and and stop it. So the fact that you're going out there and meeting with these people and creating this movement to really combat the human trafficking, I think is like one of the biggest things that needs to be done. So thank you for fighting for those people. Like you said, be the, being the voice of the voiceless. So important. It is. It is. I'm a big believer that if we keep, you know, turning away and shying away from these really hard issues and these hard topics, it doesn't mean those issues are going to go away. It's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger until we have no choice but to talk about it because God forbid it's starting to happen to the people that we love. And we don't want it to get that way. That's why as Miss Teen USA, you know, one of my plans, if I were to God willing win, is to, you know, start a national conversation on this issue because I think we're seeing it in the media, but we're not seeing it enough. This is happening to an estimated 40 million people across the world. And that's just an estimate because a lot of this goes unreported. So imagine how many kids out there are scared to report it to others. Imagine how many people out there, you know, don't realize that this is not normal because they've been in it for so long that they've, it's become their form of normal. That's why we have to talk about it. It's a big issue here in the United States. It's a big issue across the world. It's a big issue in Albania. I mean, especially, you know, sexual violence, domestic violence against women in Albania. Those rates are very, very high and very, very troubling. That's something that we really have to talk about and create change on. How do you feel like is the best way to create that change? Is it just to to talk about it? But like, is there more that people can do? I think... Number one, education, 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 education. I'm a big believer in that, um, ensuring that people know the signs of trafficking, what to do to get help, how to understand if someone is being groomed to be trafficked. If you teachers see kids um, and they see the signs, helping them get out of it. Because unfortunately, we don't have enough of that. 
obviously it's harder to talk to children about human trafficking because we don't want to scare them, but we have to teach, you know, kids the importance of consent, you know, making sure if, if something is happening to you, if someone's touching you like this, making sure that they know that there's someone that they can go and report it to. Um, because unfortunately, what I've seen with human trafficking, a lot of it, the trafficking doesn't necessarily happen by someone kidnapping you and taking you in a van. That happens about 2% of the time. Most of the time, it's by someone you know, like your family members or your partners, your relate, your romantic partners. Oh so this gosh. is, a, yes, it's very sad to say, but I've heard stories of six-month-old babies trafficked by their own families here in the United States. Babies by parents. The people that are supposed to protect them are doing this to them. That makes me so like, oh, sick to my stomach. Just to I've heard that. Yes, it's, oh. I've heard so many stories, you know, four-year-old girls, young teenagers, um, no matter what, children or adult, no one should be going through this. It's education, first of all, making sure people know, and also the laws that we have, what sort of justice system do you have if traffickers are coming out of jail after mm -hmm. however many years or however many months after, you know? Yeah. These are laws that we have to reform to ensure mm -hmm. that that they're being put in jail and we're protecting these victims. Yeah, I agree. So it's a lot. It's a lot. And thank you for like fighting for that. Like keep going with it. Um, you. you know, I, I'm definitely all there for you, whatever needs to be done to help these children and these people. It is one of like my biggest things that I, I care about so much as well, like how scary it is. And it's like the reality of it. It's sometimes you can't even comprehend like how this is happening. It's hard to even think that like something like this is happening. You know, you think, oh, maybe in a third world country, like that's something that makes sense. But here in the United States, you know, this is the place that is supposed to be the land of the free. Yet we have modern day slavery occurring right here. And it's in all of the states, you know, this isn't something we can be like, oh, it only happens here. It only happens there. It's happening in poor neighborhoods, rich neighborhoods. It's happening wow. everywhere. Mm. Um, I've heard so many stories throughout my work this past year. Um, the things that I've heard, they're, they're heartbreaking. And Do you feel uh, like that's the difficult part of being, you know, the voice of this is, and being like, you know, the Miss Teen um, is those those parts where you have to see the reality of the world? Do you find that to be like the most difficult parts? You know, there are diff a lot of difficult parts, I feel like. Um, that definitely is difficult when you're dealing with such a hard issue to talk about because sometimes I just break down in tears. I try not, I try not to, but when you hear these stories, when you hear the things that I've, I've heard, it breaks your heart. And, you know, this older woman told me, she's like, Sam, you'll never stop crying. You mm -hmm. will never, ever stop crying. Once you start, you know, involving yourself in this work, you will never stop crying because it truly touches you to see what these people go through, but also to see how they're able to overcome it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the things that they've been through are so surreal, but they're still able to make it through and make it, make it out stronger. And that's something that I admire so, so much. Um, there are some other difficulties. I mean, not a lot. I, I would say there's a lot of positives and I try to focus on the positives, but you know, there are always people out there that will try to bring you down, especially when they see that you're successful. Um, there are people out there that don't want to see others happy because they're mm -hmm. miserable with their own life. And so they see it as an attack against them. And 
they try to bring you down. I've learned the importance of overcoming that because what I've realized is that anyone who's successful and happy with their life doesn't have time to bring someone else down because they're too busy being successful. So I always keep with that mindset if I ever deal with anyone that's like that. But I, that's a very small minority, but that's probably some of the few difficult things that I've been through. But I always say you, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. These obstacles in life don't define you. It's just how you handle them and how you grow that does. You are like, <laughs> I'm like, this girl's not 18. Like, no way. <laughs> like how much you are so like aware of yourself and um, trying to always be on top of it and be positive. It's, it's amazing to see. Thank you. Like, have you already done some stuff for the actual like Teen USA competition? Or is it like tomorrow you're going and it just starts then? Yes. So this year is a lot different than previous years because of COVID. In order to ensure everyone's safety, the Miss Universe organization, which owns my pageant, decided to do Zoom interviews this year. And they were one-on-one instead of a panel of judges. It was so that they could really get to know us. And the interviews were much longer than the previous two to four minute interviews they would have in person. So I conducted my interview a few weeks ago over Zoom and it was absolutely amazing. I really feel like I was able to share a lot about my story, my work, and I feel like I got to share my personality as well. So it was an amazing interview and that obviously counts for about a third of the competition, but it's still a very big part because that's obviously where they get to see your brains. They get to see how well-spoken you are. They get to see your personality because that is the most important part of the competition is really interview. The other parts are important as well, but to really get to see the type of leader you're gonna be, they kind of get all of that from interview. I am supposed to leave tomorrow for Memphis, Tennessee. Um, God willing, I will arrive safely and no COVID, but there's another COVID test we take and we start the week off there. And then I have prelims Friday and then finals on Saturday. And in prelims, we will, I'll be competing in athletic wear as well as evening gown. And that goes with the other 50 girls because there's 51 of us, the 50 states and District of Columbia. And then finals, the top 15 will compete and then they'll do a top five question. And then from there, it's the winner. Yay. Oh my gosh. Is, is this going to be aired right away or do, is it live? Everything is live. Yes. So you can go to missteenusa.com to view it. It'll be 6 p.m. for prelims on Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern time, and then 9 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday. You can also go to facebook.com slash missusa. Oh my God, that's so exciting. Oh my God, it's a big week for you. Very big week. It's going to be a once in a lifetime experience. I don't get any other chance to do this. This is my one in a million, you know, once in a lifetime shot at becoming the next Miss Teen USA, God willing, if that's my destiny. Yes, I I have good hopes for you. And I think you have, you have so much to offer, you know, your beauty, your brains, your heart, like I could just see it all in like the whole package. I, I appreciate that. I always say, you know, if it's meant to be, nothing will ever stand in my way. And if God wants this for me, nothing's going to stand in my way. So it's just a matter of destiny at this point. I've put in the work. I've done everything that I could to prepare for this moment you know it's been months and months and months of preparation at this point it's just if it's my destiny or not and 
God willing it is, it's really going to allow me to, you know, change the lives of others. That's my goal. What are you looking forward to most um, when you're on the stage? Like, how do you feel like when you get out there and everyone's, you know, watching you? What kind of goes through your mind? Oh, it's such a surreal moment when you're up on stage. I mean, it's such a confidence booster. I feel like every young girl, if you have the opportunity to, you should definitely do a pageant because it boosts your confidence so much. The first time that I was on stage, you know, I was a shy and insecure girl who let my bullies, you know, define me. But when I was up on that stage, I was strong, powerful, and confident. And when you see the people that you love cheering you on, it just makes you feel, and you're in a beautiful dress too. It just makes you feel so special. You feel like a queen. Um, no matter what happens. So I'm so excited to be on stage because this will be the biggest stage that I've ever been on in my life. It's the biggest stage for teens in this country and even across the world, you know, mm-hmm. there's international pageant fans that are going to yeah. be as well, which is crazy. But I'm I'm so excited just to be up there because for me, it's, it's that moment like, hey, I made it, you know, mm-hmm. I made it. And it's the American dream, you know, you provide a better life for your kids. And my parents did just that. And I'll be up there representing all of that. So yeah. representing my state, my sheep is, you know, yeah. everyone. So it's, it's going to be really surreal. We're going to be rooting for you so much. When you're up there, do you think you just try to be in the moment or you're thinking like, do I do this? Do I do this? Turn, turn around? Like, how do I go? Or you just try to be like, just soak it in. Just soak I just it. try to soak it in. I just try to soak it in. I try not to, obviously I have to listen to the directions that they say, like go this way, go that way. But when you're up there and it's just all the lights and especially when you are so, if you feel really confident about your dress, I am so excited to show everyone my gown on stage and just to see how beautiful it is because it's, it's so, so special. It's so, so exciting. Are you able to say who designed your gown or where you got your gown from? Yes. So all 51 girls have their gowns designed by Sherry Hill. Um, I cannot reveal any more details than that since it's all a surprise, but all of our evening gowns were designed by Sherry Hill. I think that's the go-to like pageant designer, right? Mm -hmm. She's one of the biggest um, prom and pageant designers in the country. So how do you not compare yourself to the other girls? How do you stay true to yourself so first of all, I think it's important to know that comparing yourself, it's, it's human. We all do it, even though we don't want to. But for me, I just try to make sure I snap out of that as quickly as possible and try to focus on the things that I've done. You know, going into this competition, I'm competing with 50 of the most beautiful, talented, smart, you know, very accomplished young women in the country they've all you know competed in their own state titles to get to this moment so these are definitely the best of the best but what I realize is that any minute that I'm spending thinking or worrying about someone else is a minute that I'm wasting not spending becoming the best version of myself at the end of the day my biggest competition is myself it's Mm -hmm. how do I make myself the best version of myself ever because that's all you can truly do. I'm not in control of what the judges want or what the organization, you know, wants to have as their next Miss Teen USA. I don't mm-hmm. control that, but I can control myself and I can't control others either. You know, I can't control their actions or what they wear, but I can control myself and focus on being the best version of myself. Yeah. So it's important when 
you do get into those moments where you start comparing yourself to someone else, you know, think about the things that you're doing, you know, what are the things that you've accomplished? You know, if I'm thinking, I'm like, oh my goodness, like this girl's done this, this, and that I'm like, well, Sam, you've also done this, this, and that you can't compare yourself and give yourself a disadvantage when you've, you've also put in the work and you've mm. also done a lot and you yeah. have your, you've done your own, you know, you, you have your own positives to yourself. You can't put that down. Exactly. So that's, that's so true. Really important. Mm-hmm. That make that is actually a good point. And then when you are, when you stay more true to yourself, like it shows, I think like oh, they can, people can tell if you're trying to be something you're not, or you're trying to like act a certain way that maybe is just not naturally flowing. Exactly. People could tell, like they could say like, oh, like something's, she's trying too hard or whatever it is. Exactly, exactly. And that's, that's so important to remember, you know, that facade ends up falling down at some point. You can't keep that up for, forever. You can't be perfect. You can't, you know, pretend to be someone else forever. Mm. Eventually that is going to break. And it's just more important to stay true to who you are because, you know, even going into Miss Teen USA, you know, what would be, if God willing, I were to win, you know, a life-changing opportunity, I want to go in, and if I do God willing win, knowing it was because of, I was being myself, not that I was pretending to be something that I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to win because you, you know, trying to copy someone else, that's, oh, yeah. that's not authentic, it's important to stay true to yourself, and embrace everything about yourself even the things that you think are flaws or imperfections you have to learn to embrace all of that not easy at all I'm not going to say it's easy but when you do that you're unstoppable there's nothing that can take you down and no one that can take you down giving me motivation (laughs) talking to you (laughs) maybe I'll Um, add that to my resume motivational speaker (laughs) yeah seriously I'm like I need to hear that sometimes like yes you're right you got that sometimes you just feel like Hey, everyone needs it. Everyone needs a little motivation anytime. Has there been anyone in your life that's been like your biggest inspiration? Well, my mom and dad have definitely been an inspiration to me because they've given me the opportunities that I have today and they've supported me and they've always pushed me. So they're definitely my biggest inspirations. But another really personal inspiration to me was my grandfather, My grandfather was a peacekeeper in Albania and he helped stop blood feuds. He was an incredible man. He really was fighting for others and he was very well respected in Albania. He is constantly a source of inspiration for me and I'm trying to follow in his footsteps, but over here in a little bit of a different way, but he was an incredible man. So what's his name? Um, Jin Leka Mekshi. So they actually had National Geographic did like a documentary on his work years ago before he passed away, just on the work that he did to help stop blood feuds. And it was amazing the things that he did to help others. Wow. And, you know, he was helping both Catholics and Muslims, which was very important. I'm sure he's looking down on you and say like, go Sam, go. (laughs) Yes. I, we were very, we were very, very close. So I know that when I'm up on that stage, he's going to be watching over me. So what can we expect from you once you walk down this, you know, competition? After that, are you going to be going back to school? Well, right now, I'm actually a sophomore in college. I'm doing a double major in political science and economics with a minor in human rights. That's what I'm doing right now, as well as being a title holder. So I have a very busy schedule. God willing, I win. It's going to be so much work. I'm going to continue to, you know, spread awareness for the different issues and 
you know, be a, a strong role model for teens and, you know, our kids in this country. But regardless, you know, when that's all over, um, whether it be as Miss Connecticut Teen USA or as Miss Teen USA, I'm going to continue with my education, obviously, possibly go to law school to be a lawyer. I also would love to open up a human trafficking organization here in the United States and in Albania to help victims and help them reintegrate into society after going through all that trauma. I'd possibly compete as a Miss, maybe, you know, Miss Connecticut USA or Miss Universe Albania. So Mm. we will see, we will see, nothing is for certain. If there's something that this year has taught me is that you can plan as much as you want, but life does not go the way you necessarily expect it all the time. So you got to roll with the punches. So oh yeah, we will see. Who knows if maybe five, four or five years from now, I'll be doing something completely different. Who knows? But yeah. um, helping people and being a voice for others, that's something that's always going to be a constant in my life. If I do that in my career or if I do that, you know, on the side as a volunteer work, that's something that doesn't stop for me. The aspirations you have and all the things that you want to accomplish, it's just beautiful to see. And that's what we need in the world. You know, just be a beacon of light, you know, for a lot of those people. Do you have any advice or insight for like a young woman trying to kind of follow in your footsteps? Whether you go into pageants or whatever career or whatever dream you have in life, um, I have a lot of advice. (laughs) So there's a lot, but... Something that's so important to know is that in life, you're going to go through a lot of obstacles. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to try to bring you down. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to try to discourage you and tell you you can't do something. You're going to go through obstacles in life that are going to make you feel like you can't do certain things or that you can't accomplish certain goals. But it's so important to persevere through that because it's not those obstacles that will define you in life. You are the maker of your destiny. You know, obviously God is, I recognize that too. (laughs) You determine what your destiny can be. And as long as you keep fighting and you learn from what, you know, the mistakes, your failures, those obstacles, you can do anything. I have been through many obstacles in my life and I let them define me for so many years. But now what I've seen is I'm able to take those obstacles, those failures, those setbacks, and I use them to be able to overcome anything that comes my way. I've become stronger. I've become more confident. Now I've learned from all of that. And now I know what to do for the future. That is so, so important. Whatever you're doing, whatever career, or if you're competing, you know, don't give up and always, you know, learn from your mistakes, learn from those those lessons and also stay true to yourself. What are the things that are important to you? What are the morals and things that make you the person that you are? No matter where you go in life, if you become, you know, some big celebrity, you never want to lose track of who you are and lose track of yourself because that's what defines you. That's what makes you the person that you are, you know, and don't let other people try to change that or tell you you're not good enough. I mean, I've faced that, you know, as a teenager, you know, from peer pressure from others telling me to do this and that, even though they're against my morals. And I could have very easily succumbed to all of that, but I decided, hey, like it's hard, but I'm gonna stay true to myself. Even if I face backlash, even if people aren't happy with that, you have to stay true to who you are and your morals and values, because at the end of the day, that's what makes you you. And I I keep saying that, but I, I can't stress that enough for 
so many people because yeah you, know, you hear of celebrities or people who make it big in life who just all of a sudden change who they are at the end of the day no matter how successful you become if you're not truly being yourself and you've lost those important elements to yourself you haven't really made it that far sticking to you know your morals and your values and no matter where you go in life you should always have that like that should be your guiding light like exactly yeah exactly it's your moral compass you know it's it's important to have that moral compass with you if you lose that I feel like it'll end up coming to bite you and bite you in the butt you know in the future especially in this day and age I feel like that's really much needed for this like younger you know the young women and and you know social media and all this other stuff that's out there it's so hard like yeah, this was so good. I, I, I mean, I got to learn a little bit about you and your journey getting into Miss Teen Connecticut 2020 and now competing in the Miss Teen USA yes. this coming up week. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing to see you succeed and to Thank strive. You. Like I said, you're, you're so beautiful, like inside Thank and you. out, everything that you're doing. It's so amazing. And a lighter note, I just kind of wanted to do like a little bit of like a little fun section yeah. where we just do like some random questions. What is your favorite beach like to go to like in Albania? Ooh, well, I love going to Vilipoi. I've been to a few other beaches as well in Albania. But next summer, God willing, I would love to go down to Sarand or somewhere down there. Oh my gosh, Southern Albania is so beautiful and I've never been, but... You've never been? Oh I'm hoping to make the trip one day down there, but the beaches down there look so beautiful. I had got engaged on um, by the island of Samil in Sarand. Oh like, my god! I literally got engaged like in the water, like on a boat. So oh my, my husband god. did pretty good on that. But <laughs> oh my, that's so like special. It must have been so beautiful. Yeah, it was the water there. It's beautiful. The people, you know, it's always fun. But yeah, you definitely have to go to Sarand and Samil. Those are like my favorite places. What is your like your go-to coffee drink? Ooh, so I actually drink my coffee super, super, super sweet. So if you don't like things sweet, my mom like thinks it's absolutely gross, but I do a vanilla iced latte with two extra pumps of vanilla. It's oh my super, super sweet. Like it's very sweet because I don't like the taste of coffee, but sometimes I need to stay up. So oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> Mom's like, this is way too sweet. It's like gross. And I'm like, Mom, <laughs> I'm a sweet tooth. Like does your mom drink like the Turkish coffees? And- she does drink the Turkish coffee. You know, I know how to make it for her. My sister makes it for her or my dad. And she she loves her Turkish coffee. Yeah, that to me I cannot drink. I'm like, this is it's too strong like mm-hmm. I literally feels like I'm like no offense to those drinkers but like I'm like it feels like I'm drinking dirt <laughs> it's like gritty it's way too strong yeah what is your go-to makeup product or beauty product mascara I just feel like it opens up your eyes and makes you look more awake obviously concealer as well if I could choose two it would be mascara and concealer because I feel like everyone, every now and then you have a little breakout. It's just easy. You just pop it on and blend it in and you're good to go. Yes. (laughs) Or if you're like me and you're super, super busy all the time and sometimes you don't get enough sleep, it's great to put it underneath your eyes. 
just to keep you awake right <laughs> what makes you at least look awake even if you don't feel like you are um let's see oh I wanted to know did you do anything for Halloween like yesterday unfortunately I could not do that I am quarantining in my house because I had to COVID test before mm. and I'm COVID testing again and god forbid anyone who tests positive does not is not able to compete so oh to stay gosh. safe Um, yeah, they're really prioritizing safety at the pageant. So in order to stay safe, I decided it was better for me to stay in with everything that's going on right now. Do you feel like you have like a big circle of friends or do you ever feel like, because you're doing so much, you're, you know, you're doing a lot. It's almost like a job where you're, you know, Miss Teen. Do you have time to kind of be around friends and just hang out? And I know right now with COVID, it's been hard to connect with anybody, but do you like miss that? Like, do you? Yeah. Um, obviously this semester I am doing everything virtual from home because I couldn't be on campus this semester because of my, I, I have to travel for the pageant. So it's hard to be away from friends, but at the same time, I, I believe sometimes when you're chasing your dreams, you're going to have to make sacrifices. You know, you can't do everything all at once. You can't be perfect at everything all at once. You know, something is going to lag a little bit. And so you know, I've had to make a lot of sacrifices if I'm this year and going into this for my dream. But at the end of the day, I need to leave Miss Teen USA knowing I've done everything I can. And I've still been able to connect with my friends virtually with, through FaceTime. Some of them came to my send-off party that was over a month ago. I had a very small one. It was not what I would have necessarily planned had there not been COVID, but it was absolutely perfect. It was very small and I was able to see some of my friends at least. So that was special. When you're kind of getting ready for like the day, do you listen like to like a certain song or like music that kind of gets you like pumping or like getting in the mood? Like what do you I listen love, to? I love Albanian music. I love, love, love putting on Albanian music. So that's probably what I'm going to be listening to before I go on stage Yay. because I feel like all Albanian music just knows how to hype you up. <laughs> oh my God, seriously. <laughs> Which one is your like go-to right now? Which Albanian song? My favorite singer is Ledri Vula. Or Butrent Imeri, my faves, my absolute faves. I saw Ledri a few years ago, like in on a, at a concert in like Albania. He's incredible. So it's either a song from one or two. Yeah. Them, so. Oh my God, he is so cool. I swear to God, he was here last year in December. He was in Michigan. Oh my God. <gasps> I was like right up close, like <laughs> like right next to like the stage. It was like so freaking cool. I was like, oh, oh my, my god, goodness. this guy is like it was him and Elvana Jata and Kita. It was like that was like the last concert, you know, that I went to since everything happened. But I was like, man, oh that was I know I I cannot so wait for all of this to go away and everything to be safe again and just being able to go to concerts. Oh I'm just god. so excited for that day to come. Yes. That's what we all need. We need a little <laughs> bit of concert and music in us. Literally. Um, favorite food? Oh my gosh. I love all sorts of food. I'm very open to trying new things. But my favorite food probably is burek. I love burek when my mom makes it homemade. Ugh. Oh my God. With cheese or like with chips? My mom, my mom does it mamish. So good. She does it with other stuff too, but that's my favorite. I mean, anything like... Albanian I think I love food. All food <laughs> I think like Albanian food is pretty like it's awesome. Pretty good. 
you have any like Albanian friends or like people around you or is it like do you have a lot of American yeah I mean mix? I have some Albanian friends and those are probably some of my closest I also have some American friends as well um that I'm close to but um my best friends are Albanian it's nice to at least be able to you know talk about things that I feel like only Albanians understand you know like the culture and everything and we speak Albanian so it's nice to at least have that with one do another. you speak fluent Albanian like all the time do you enjoy speaking Albanian I do I do I speak it as often as I can um it's it's so nice and it's I think it's so important that families continue to teach their kids the language no matter where you move it's so important to know your culture and your language so I'm really lucky that my parents always taught me that and reinforced it in our household I agree I'm trying to do that with my daughter it's a little bit hard because I don't speak it as much as I should I'm trying to do it more often now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I've been trying to teach my daughter. I'm like, okay, this is what this means. Or this is the, you know, like she knows her numbers. I'm like, oh, that's the way to start it off. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is awesome to like keep it up. Because it's nice, like when you can go out somewhere and like nobody knows what you're saying. Except yeah, for, like, exactly. <laughs> it's like you just start speaking Albanian. Everybody's like, what, what the hell is going on right now? <laughs> Do you have anything else, anything you want to say to the listeners or last um, words? I feel like I've grown so much throughout this journey. I can't even recognize the girl I once was before I started pageants or even the girl I was a year ago. So if there's something I can say is, you know, never give up. You never want to look back on your life and wonder, what if, you know, what if I had tried one more time? What if I had done this differently? So Never give up, even when things get hard. That's something that I'm so thankful that I've done. And even going into Miss Teen USA, another really important thing is just, I said a little earlier, but I want to say it again, is whatever's meant for you will never pass you by. You know, one door doesn't close without opening something bigger and better for you. And if it's meant for you, it doesn't matter what anyone else says or what anyone else does. If it's meant for you, nothing will stand in your way. And nothing will prevent that from happening. And so going into what will be my dream job, I have that in mind. And I have faith that everything will work out the way it's meant to be. So I just want to encourage everyone else listening that to do the same thing. Never give up and just know that anything that's meant for you will not stand in the way. Thank you so much, Sam. Um, for sharing with us your journey and about you and sharing those awesome words of advice. I hope to see you soon on the TV and kind of see you out and become hopefully Miss USA. That would be like the best thing. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for having me again. It was such an honor getting to speak with you and share a little bit more about myself and my journey. Um, I'm just so thankful again for all the support that I've received from all the Albanian community. And I hope to make you all proud up there on the Miss Teen USA stage and hopefully become the first Albanian Miss Teen USA if it's meant for me, if it's my destiny to win. Um, But regardless, it's been such an honor and it's an honor to represent, you know, the American dream as well. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Bota Podcast and subscribe to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, 
Thank you so much for your support. It means the world so that we can continue reaching out to you and sharing these stories of people in our community and all the things that we do. Thanks for listening. Bye.